Damn show. Um, we've had the show like last few weeks here on the um, on the talking about the preview shows for um for all the divisions in the OA. So we're gonna break down, of course, what's been going on the last two weeks um of the season. So a lot to look at this week here. Obviously, there's been a lot of storylines. There's been a lot of connection. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of you're starting to get an idea of where everybody's at heading into the season. Um, we do got some breaking news a little bit before we start talking football. Um, at Safford Arts and Tech, there is a new boys basketball coach. Um, Terrence Porter was named as the new head coach, confirmed by Scott Bernstein on um, MI Prep Zone. Um, you know, so when I look at this hire, obviously, you know, Porter, we know what he's done at Farmington. We know what he's done at Stony Creek. Um, and we've done at Farmington. Um, so I'm curious to see where, how this hire is going to be. I mean, like, I, it's something to really keep an eye on. Um, Farmington expected to be one of the favorites in the gold this year. Um, so that's something to really, really talk about when you look at Farmington. So big news today, Terrence Porter, new head coach at Southfield Arts and Tech um, for boys basketball. Um, let's break down, of course, now. Let's go from let's go to football now, of course. Um, obviously, we talked about beforehand. The start was the um was the main story here around the um area, of course. Um. It's the, it's the last two weeks. I mean, like, when you look at it here, we're deep, deep in the football season. Um, you know, we're at week three this week. We're going to preview the week three matchups coming up. Um, some really interesting matchups to keep an eye on. Um, you know, I was watching a couple games over the weekend. Um, obviously, watched five of them. Um, but, you know, when you look at it, I'm going to break down the divisions. I mean, we're going to break down from the gold, um, the blue, the red, and the white. Um, see where everybody's at. Um, first team we're going to look at, obviously we're going to go gold first. Um, when I look at this division right now and I'm looking at it from a different perspective right now, the best team in this division is Avondale with the way that they're playing. Yes, they're one and one coming off a really tough loss to Holly. But when I look at the rest of the division, um, it is a complete mess. I mean, you know, Pontiac's off to an 0-2 start. Was really disappointed about their game with Mount Clements. I thought they had a great chance to win that game. Um, I didn't expect them to to play like that. Um, you know, in that game against Mount Clemens. You know, you kind of expected it what happened week one against Matt Snyder's Bishop Foley. But, you know, Mount Clemens, they were in it with them, but instead they fell twenty-two to six and on their home field. And, you know, I think, I don't know if I could see a win. Maybe Marine City to close out the, you know, Garden City to close out the year, you know, might be the best chance for Pontiac to get a win this year. I mean, like, if not, you know what I mean? So I thought Pontiac really blew a missed opportunity last week against Mount Clemens, um, falling 22-6. I mean, like, but I don't know if I see anybody on that schedule. Now I'm talking to coach Doug Corliss a couple weeks ago. I mean, we talked about maybe Royal Oak. I mean, Royal Oak's been one of my most disappointing teams this year for, I mean, this past few weeks. I mean, Berkeley's really been my most disappointing. I mean, but I'm gonna break those two teams down in a minute. Um, but when I look at Pontiac, I mean, yes, they're fine, but they've got to get some things fixed. I mean, like, you know, they got to put some points on the on the board. I mean, I know Kenny Donaldson's had a nice um, – Kenny Donaldson's been up and down. I mean, he's only a sophomore. I mean, like, so give him some slack there. Um, but Pontiac, you know, 
holding holding Malcolm's twenty two points. It's a pretty good number um, for them. I mean, like, but they've got to get some points up on the board. And you know, I'm wondering where Davion Hall's at. You know, unless teams are really focusing on him um, to what is going on right now with Pontiac. I mean, like, but Owen to you know, right now, I'm very concerned right now with how this is going with Pontiac. Really, really concerned with them going forward. Um, let's go now from Pontiac to Royal Oak. Um, my goodness, I don't know what to say. I mean, 93 nothing last two weeks. Um, I read Dustin Truitt's quote, Coach Dustin Truitt's quote um, on to Matt to my prep zone. Um, he said they're close. I'm going like, why? I'm thinking to myself, why? I mean, you're 0-2. You haven't scored a point. You've allowed 93 points the last two weeks. So that tells me you're struggling offensively because that is where your problem is. You look at the game. Yes, you played Holly. Holly's a good team this year. They're really good this year. Playing against Farmington, yes, they got a good team. But it's inexcusable you know, to not even be competitive in those games. I mean, you had running clock on you both those games. That's inexcusable. I mean, I mean, like, you know, you have a you have a very good running back in Makai Jenkins. You have a very good, you. I mean, like, your line is solid, but you haven't been able to put points up, and that's a concern. That is a big-time concern for me when I look at Royal Oak. Are they close? I mean, they're, I mean Coach Stewart says they're close. I just don't buy it because, you know, you have, if you want to produce results, you got to at least put some points on the board. That tells me if you're close or not. I don't know if you are or not. And you look at the next few games for you. you know, yes, you got to play the division, obviously. I mean, like, I think the division looks manageable for you, but you got to turn it around quick. I mean, I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. I mean, if Royal Oak wants to do things in this league, they have to start winning games. They have to start scoring points. I mean, they, I mean, like you can't just give up 93 points in the last two weeks and expect to win. That can't happen. That really can't happen. I mean, you know, I mean, like, when I looked at the projected records to start the year, I knew it was going to be tough, you know. I know handling a coaching change, going through a coaching transition period, it has to happen during the season. And I think that's where Royal Oak's at right now. I think, you know, Royal Oak, in my opinion, you know, I think they're in a similar boat to Farmington was from last year, where Farmington really struggled early on, went 0-5, and then they turned it around, won four straight to close out the year. So I think that's where Roy Oak's at right now as a, as a program. So, but, you know, Royal Oak, they got a big one looming this week. I mean, they got to beat Ferndale. I mean, Ferndale, you know, when I look at Ferndale, Ferndale, my opinion, I mean, you're yes, you're coming off a 35-28 win against them last year, but this Ferndale team's better than you think. Really are. Um, So if you're Coach Justin Truett, you know, this is a big game for you. You need this game against Ferndale. I mean, because if you don't get it, you're going to be in some trouble. Um, let's go Ferndale next. I mean, like, when I look at the Eagles, I'm going to give them a pass for last week. Um, I'm going to be, I mean, they had a tough loss to Macomb Lance Cruz, 27-26 in week one. Um, but I'm going to give them a pass for 
what happened in this week, last week against Grand Rapids West Catholic. Um, you know, Grand Rapids West Catholic, they're a very good team. Very, very proven team. Very, very good team. Um, so I knew it was going to be really tough for Ferndale to win that game. It actually played Grand Rapids West Catholic. Um, it, they, they're solid. They're really good. I mean, there's no doubt, you know, Ferndale, you know, I, I would give them a pass for what happened last week. But when you look at your next few games, to me, Ferndale looks like the second best team in this division. They really do. Um, I think, you know, they got enough experience offensively. They got to get their defense fixed a little bit. If they can get that defense fixed, um, then I think they're going to be fine. I mean, bottom line is, I think that this team can be fine. They've got to fix some things. And if they can, then I think they're going to be, they're going to be all right. I, I think Ferndale will be all right. I mean, but there's some things they got to fix, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Let's go now from Ferndale to Berkeley. Now, this is a team that I really, really am upset with. So I'm going to try to be very calm here to describe the Bears. Because I did not expect this start from them. When you come in the year with expectations, and I put Berkeley on high expectations to start the year. I had them ranked 7th in the poll to start. And then they laid out a 47-0. Just, they lose 47-0 to Milan. 47 to nothing to Milan. That's inexcusable. Yes, Milan's a good team. I'll give them that. But 47 points to Milan? Are you serious? And then last week, you gave up 42 to Troy Athens. So overall, that's 99. Overall, that is 99 to 6 in your last two weeks. That's inexcusable. That is inexcusable. Now, I know the concerns that Coach Sean Shields had coming in the year about the defense. But the offense has also suffered. I mean, where is that balance from a year ago? Where is it? I mean, do you have to go to Sonny Cabbage at some point? You're going to have to go to him at some point, you know, to get this thing turned around. But I'm really disappointed in the line. I mean, this line had a lot of experience coming in the year. They have experience. Where is it? Where is it? And then where's your playmakers? Where's Savad Daniels at running back? Where is he at? And the bottom line is, where's that balance? Where is that balance? I had a lot of expectation for Berkeley coming in the year. I did. And to see this happen to them, they're off on own two start, get up 99 points in the last two weeks, that's just inexcusable. That's inexcusable. I mean, I don't know what to say about Berkeley. I really don't. They got to get things fixed there soon. I mean, they got to get things fixed there. You know, do I think they can get it fixed? Absolutely, I think they can get it fixed. They just need everybody to come together. They need everybody to come together and they can get this thing fixed. 
I mean, the division is still in play. But you gotta step up. That's how I view Berkeley's position. You guys have gotta step up. But right now, when I look at the team of the crop of the, of the gold right now, it's Avondale. I mean, bottom line, it's Avondale. I mean, you look at this team, you won 36-6 um, over Warren Cousineau on the road in Warren. Um, looked pretty good. Um, and then you look at, and then you look at, of course, last week, um, heartbreaking loss to Holly. Holly's a very good team this year. So when I look at the Bron- that game with the Bronchos, I'm going to give Coach Corey Bell's team a pass. I'm really am. Because, you know, it was a good game. It was a really good game between those two teams. Um, and I watched that Abigail Holly game. It went back and forth. I mean, it was a heck of a game between those two teams. Um, so when I look at Holly, when I look at Abigail, you know what? I, I, they're fine. When I look at the gold right now, and I mentioned this a couple times, to me, the best team in the gold right now is Avondale. They can get things fixed. They can get things adjusted. I think this is a team that can do well. I really think they can do, play really well. So I'm not going to go that far yet. Um, Avondale, I think to me, is going to be fine. Um, I think the Yellow Jackets are fine. So... Let's go now from the gold division. Um, let's talk blue. Um, you look at the blue division this year. Um, I think when you look at the blue, it, it, it is a mess. Um, the blue, you know, you look at obviously the best team in that division right now. Um, it looks to be um, the, the in the blue right now. To me, it looks like it's Seahome. I mean, I think the Maples... They're off to a good start, coming off a big win against UAD Jesuit last week. Statement win against Bloomfield Hills. Um, off to a really good start. I mean, they are off to a really, really good start. I mean, bottom line is, I mean, I think with Seaholm, um, I think they're going to be fine. Um, I'm not pressing the panic button on them. I'm not, you know, I think. You know, the play of Candy, of, the, of both, um, with the play of both, um, Kenny Brothers, they've been playing really good football as of late. Um, and Coach Steve Wall's got some, an identity over there. I really like where Seaholm's at. Um, and it explains in, in the rankings this week. I got Seaholm at five, um, with the way that they're playing. Um, I really like where Seaholm's at. Another team I've been really impressed with is Troy Athens. I mean, you look at the Red Hawks, they're off to a 2-0 and start. Um, Coach Tom Cooks has that team rolling right now. They just knocked off Berkeley 42-6 last week, and they're in a big win against Frazier. So when you really look at Troy Athens, you know, I think the Red Hawks are starting to, figure, are starting to turn things around a little bit. I really like where the Red Hawks are at. I think Troy Athens right now, the way that they're playing, um... I think they got a great opportunity ahead of them. They just got to keep getting better. I like their young players. I really do like their young players. High on Robinson. I'm high on Asher. Um, I'm really high on their line. I mean, I really like where this Troy Athens team is right now. I think Troy Athens, to me, is 
besides Seahome, I think is going to be one of the most dangerous teams out there right now. And I'm going to be flat honest with you. I think Troy Athens is a team that could surprise some people. Now, when you look at another team like Troy, um, Troy's off to a 2-0 start. But their last two weeks, they've outscored their opponents 31-3. Albeit, you know, when you look at the competition they're playing, it's not necessarily the greatest competition. Um, when you're playing against teams like Macomb, Las Cruz, North, and then Detroit, Mumford, I mean, those two teams are just, they're not like to the level of some of the teams that they're playing right now. But we'll know a lot about Troy this week. We'll know a lot about them when they play North Farmington. Um, because I think North Farmington is more athletic than Troy is. Um, I think they're, I think it comes down to scheme and schematics when they play that game. But we'll know a lot about Troy. If Troy can beat North Farmington, then I think they'll be they'll be they'll be in the mix for sure. They'll be in the they'll be in there for sure. Um, and that's why I haven't had had, and that's why I don't have them ranked right now, because they haven't played the competition, whereas several other teams have. You know, teams that are one and one have. You know, so virtually that's where I am with Troy right now. Because until they play, you know, they got to step up their competition. They got North Farmington next. That's going to be a big challenge for them. Um, very curious to see what happens to them going forward there. Um, let's go now to North Farmington. Um, when you look at the Raiders, um, that Caledonia game, you know, when letting up 68 points, um, that's inexcusable on, on right there. But Caledonia's a good team. I watched the Farmington TV 10 coverage and they viewed Ryan Shelby as the phenom. Do I think he's a phenom? I don't know. But I think when you look at North Farmington, Shelby doesn't play both sides of the ball. He just plays offense. He's a quarterback. So I don't know where they got the phenom talk about. I, I just don't know. But North Farmington's problem is not on the offensive side of the ball. It's on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think when you look at North Farmington, their biggest issue is defensively. And it's not on the offensive side of the ball. It's defensively. I mean, you can't give up 68 to Caledonia, you know, and you can't give up in, you can't give up 38 to Groves. That's just, that's, I mean, if I mean, like, I know North Farmington's defensive coordinator very well. And, you know, he'll get this fixed. I know Coach John Hurstein's going to get this fixed. Now, a lot of people say they miss Ryan Shelby. Yes, that's true. But, but right now, the way North Farmington is playing right now, it is a sign of concern. And it's something that they got to address. Now, did I like what Farmington TV 10 said about Shelby? No. Because he, because he's, I mean, it's similar to what I say. Marshall was at Southfield. I mean, like, you know, I mean, like he doesn't. Marshall doesn't play defense, and defense is definitely A and T's biggest problem right now. I'm saying that's the same thing with North Farmington. Defense is their biggest problem right now. It's not offense. And then let's go to Farmington. Um, when you look at the Falcons, uh, b nice bounce back after their loss to Ypsilanti Lincoln. Um, I thought. You know, Dominic Peschel played pretty well against Royal Oak. Um, they had a nice game. Um, found, found a rushing attack, too, in that one, too. I mean, Royal Oak, I mean, like, um, now, for, for Farmington, though, I think, you know, they this is a team that should be 2-0. and 
They should be 2-0 right now, but they're not. They're 1-1. I think, you know, that loss to Ypsilanti Lincoln was a lake-up call for them. I, I think that was. Because, you know, it woke them up, you know, and says, well, you know, I don't want to, if I'm coach Jason Albrecht, you know, I don't want to go start from 0-5 and turn around again to 4-5. and You know, now they're 1-1. They're in a good spot right now. They got a big one coming up with Troy Athens this week. This is that is going to be a very interesting game. Um, but for Farmington right now, I wouldn't press the panic button. I think they're fine. I just think North. I think Farmington is fine. I really like where they're at right now. Um, but they should be a two and zero team and not a one on one team. I mean, that's just my knack on Farmington right now, but. You know, but I know deep down the coaching staff and the players, they feel like they should be 2-0 themselves. And, you know, they, and that's what they should be. So that's my take on Farmington right now. That's my take on them. Um, But right now, the Raiders, right now, the Falcons sit at 1-1 right now. So we'll see what happens going forward. My take on the blue, though, you know, Seaholm and Athens right now are the, clearly the two top teams in the division. Um... North Farmington, I got concerns for them defensively. Um, Troy, we're going to see what they're made of this week against North Farmington. Um, Farmington, I think they're going to be fine. So we'll see what happens going forward. We'll see what happens there. Um, let's go now from the blue to the white. Um, Oak Park, um, when I look at the Knights, um, they're not, this is not a vintage Greg Carter team. This is really not. Um, Darnell Boone is a really good running back. He is a really good athlete at running back. Um, but when I look at the Knights, um, you know, quarterback-wise, I'm a little concerned with. Discipline-wise, I'm a little concerned with. Defensively, I'm a little concerned. Um, there's a lot of concerns for Coach Greg Carter and company over there. There, there, there is a lot of concern. And that's something they have to address. So when I look at the Knights, um, you know, there are some concerns. Um, yes, they have played a tough schedule. Yes, they sit at 0-2. Um, but, you know, for Oak Park, knowing Coach Greg Carter and the history at Oak Park, they've always seen to turn around late in the year. Um, I think for them, it's a big one for them this week against Groves. That's something they gotta get the, they got to get fixed right now. Um, that's what they really, really watch for. And then let's go to um let's go to Groves. I mean, like um Groves, you know, when I saw them against Oxford, um they, they found a running attack. They, I mean, they used a lot of the ground ground pound attack. Um wondering where Zach Rogers was last week. Really wondering where Zach Rogers was. Um I know I know they got a very good quarterback in Kane Hardy. Um, but I'm just wondering where was Zach Rogers? Was he hurt or did he, I mean, because I didn't hear his name a lot against Oxford on the Bally Sports Detroit cast broadcast. I really didn't hear a lot of his name. Um, But Groves did find a running game. They've got to find more balance. If they can find a very good deep passing game with Hardy, because I always thought coming the year that Caden Hardy would be the guy, Um, that Caden Hardy would be the guy, um, you know, at quarterback to fix things up. I mean, like, I think Oxford, 
you know, I think Ro- I think that Oxford game, you know, it's kind of a wake-up call. I mean, yes, the North Farmington game, that was a huge win for them at the time. But they've got to find more balance, especially throwing the ball. I mean, that's how I view growth right now. Um, if they want to turn things around quick. So for Coach Flaherty and Groves, I think they're going to be okay. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, Bloomfield Health. I mean, when you look at the Blackhawks 0-2 start, yeah, CJ Jackson's done everything he could. Um, but when you're the focal point, when you're coming off, when you're in a division where you got to step up, you know, that's going to be things where it's going to be at. And so far with Groves, there's a lot of concern right now for them. You know what, them Booba Hills, there's a lot of concern for them right now. Um, I just don't think they're as sound defensively as they were last year. I think they've struggled against C, against Seaholm. They struggled in Stony Creek. I mean, they're, they've got some trouble, man, booming over there. There is some trouble brewing over there. Um, but this week for, for them, it's a must win. And that's the same thing for my next team, Rochester. Um, Rochester's off to an 0-2 start, which I was really surprised with. I didn't expect them to give up, um, you know, the final play for a touchdown against Utica, where they lost that one, um, where they had to lead most of the game, and Utica just stole it from them. And then last week, they played Rochester Adams, which was a... It was going to be very difficult. It was going to be, um, it was going to be tough for them. I mean, so when I look at Rochester, yes, Alex Blano's been playing pretty well. Um, but when I look at that game with Adams last week, where Parker P. Coach has really dominated that game, he had, he had, I think, two passing touchdowns, a 75-yard interception for a touchdown, and, um, and a one-play score, um, you know, that says something to me there. I mean, you know, when you look at Rochester, they've got some issues. They've got to fix some things quick. If they can fix some things quick, then there's no doubt I think they can turn things around real quick. So when I look at Rochester, when I look at Rochester, you know, I think they're going to be fine. Um, but this is a must-win game for them, Lumen. If they can win that game against a very good, um, against a very good, very capable um, Blue Hill squad, so we'll see what happens there in that one. But Rochester, for me, I mean, they gotta fix some things, especially defensively. Um, this is where I think they're gonna they're struggling at right now. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, Harper Woods. Um, when you look at the Pioneers, um, you know how to describe Harper Woods is. The first game, yeah, they had a, won their game with forfeit over at Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy because of Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy did not feel did not feel the team this year. Um, so when I look at Harper Woods, kind of like the game against West Bluefield was where you can judge them. Now, you got some people saying the score was thirty three fourteen. Some are saying thirty three twenty one. Um. But when I look at Harper Woods, I think the Pioneers are going to be okay. Um, they got speed. They're quick. They're athletic. Um, you know, and they were in it with West Bloomfield. I mean, they were in it with them. I mean, like, you look at West Bloomfield playing against them. You know it's a vaunted, t- vaunted challenge when you're playing against the Lakers. That's a very difficult matchup for them. So when I look at this matchup, and when I look at Harper Woods, I think Harper Woods will be okay. 
Now, I've been hearing conflicting reports that, you know, that they could be playing their games on the all on the road this year. So, that's what I've been hearing the rumors around the street about. But we'll see. I mean, but when I look at Harper Woods as a team right now, I think the Pioneers are fine. Um, I wouldn't press the panic button on Harper Woods. Now, if they lose to Southfield Arts and Tech this week, then their division title hopes are pretty much going to be out the window. So, when I look at Harper Woods, and um, I think the Pioneers, um, you know, I think they're going to be okay. I mean, I, I think they're going to be just fine. They're going to be okay. Now let's go to Southfield Arts and Tech. Um, you know, when you look at the first game against Detroit Cast Tech, um, you know, with everything that's gone on, um, you had the, you know, the game at Lawrence Tech was delayed because of, of fights in the stands. Um, you know, and then they, you know, calling the game. They're having to play that game on set on a Saturday with no fans in the stands at Southfield. Um, and then the, for that, it, that game was 26-24 Detroit Cast Tech. And then to see that game on that Saturday go from a, it went, it went crazy. It went to overtime. Isaiah Marshall basically led that team down. He had eight combined for eight touchdowns, six in the air. Eight, two on the ground, including the winning two-point conversion. I mean, that tells you a lot to say about Isaiah Marshall. It tells you what he could do, you know. But, you know, but that but that score on the other side, the 54, was a concern for me. 54 is too many points. And then you have the next week against Clarkston. Um, taking on a Wolves team. We know it can score. I mean, Ethan Clark had four touchdowns in that game for Clarkson against a and um, <laughs> But when you look at that game, when you look at, you know, that game went crazy. I mean, Clarkson was leading at a time, you know, they were leading 56 to 38. And A&T came back and scored um, 18 straight points to tie the game up at 56. I mean, you're going like, what the heck is going on with Clarkson? But then, you know, that the guts at Isaiah Marshall, you got, I mean, they got others there who are really good there as well. But to me, when I look at A&T, you know, when I describe A&T, and I've described in this, there's the three phases of A&T. They have the offense. They just don't have, the, the, the defense is the biggest concern. When you have allowed... 110 points in two games. That's not good. That is not good. I mean, to describe this team defensively, it's like, okay, if you're Isaiah Marshall and you're putting up these gaudy numbers, you know, you have to put up these gaudy numbers just to win every week. That's not fair to you. If your defense is giving up over 50, 50 a game, that's not fair to you. And so if you're Southfield, I would devote my all my practice time to just straight out defense. Because when you look at A&T, if you want to be a playoff team this year, you have to tighten up that defense. You have to tighten up the defense. <laughs> you can't just say to your offense is like, look, don't even like slow it down. Don't slow it down. Just to keep your defense off the, off the field. If you want to keep your D, the key for you to keep your defense off the field 
is maybe, you know, play a time possession football game. Now, I know that's not an A&T's forte or anything, but, you know, but that might be an option if you can't improve that defense. Because if that's, that's going to be the thing that drive, that takes A&T town, it's going to be their defense. That is going to be the thing. You know, but it took for Clarkson to win that game against A&T. They had to score 62 points. Um, and yet A&T had a chance to win that game. But Desmond Steffens um, picked off Isaiah Marshall in the end zone. Imagine that was caught. Imagine if that was caught. Then that would have been upset of the one of the biggest ups of the year. But when I look at A&T, you know, it's, a, it's just three phases. Offense, defense, special teams. They, I think they have the special teams. But defensively, it's a big problem for them. Offensively, they're going to be just fine. So that's my thoughts on A&T right now. Offense is there. Defense is a big-time question mark. Special teams, it's, it's okay. Um, let's go to the red now. Um, when you look at the play of Stony Creek, you, you can't really judge them yet. You can't judge them. Because yes, they put seventy against Detroit Mumford, and yes, they put um, and they put forty two against Poopy Hills. We'll know a lot about them this week in the Dutton Farms game. They get to wear special uniforms. Um, talked to Coach Nick Merlo on this a couple weeks ago. Really excited um to um to do this in the Dutton Farms um the Dutton Farms game. Um. Now, it's going to be a tough match for them against West Bluefield because West Bluefield, I think, is a far different animal compared to um, the last two opponents they played, Bluefield Hills and um, Detroit Mumford. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'll be very curious to see how Stony Creek plays that time possession football game against them. Um, I will be very curious to see how that one goes. Um, I know West Bluefield, they, last time they played at Stony Creek, it was tight. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we will see what happens there. Um, Rochester Adams. Um, they're off to a good start. Knocked off Fortune Lake St. Mary's. Um, and then they knocked off um, Rochester. Of course, um, Parker Pico had a big game against um, Rochester last week. Um, Logan Pateras had, had had a nice game. He was huge against Fortune Lake St. Mary's. Um I think with, with Adams, you know what I mean, you really got to know with, with them is can this momentum keep up? That's the big question. I know Brady Prescott hasn't had a big game yet. Could he have it against Clarkson this week? It's possible. But I would like to see more Brady Prescott, though, a little bit more. But Parker Picot has played really well um, for them. Logan, Nick Pateras played very well for them. Um, they've got some key players. Um, I, I think Adams will be fine. Um, I really do think they're going to be fine. Um, West Bloomfield, they're off to a nice start. 2-0. and Um, really been clicking on all cylinders. Um, I thought, you know, 33 points against Harper Woods, you know, pretty good. Ken, they got a great running attack led by Kenny Jones. Samaj Morgan's been off to a nice start. Um, I think to me, he's got to be a little, you know, I, he's going to be, he's very good. You know what I mean? His play says a lot. I mean, Raekwon Nance has played really good for West Bluefield lately. Um, defensively, they've been solid. Um, 
I mean, they put seven, they held Sterling Heights Stevenson seven points. That's impressive. They held Harper, Harper Woods, you know, to 14. That's pretty impressive. I mean, like, you know, Harper Woods is a solid offense. Um, so when we look at it, um, I think Harper Woods, I mean, like, uh, I, I think West Bloom is going to be fine. Um, now they got Stony Creek this week. That's going to be a really interesting matchup. Here, see how that goes. It looks like they've cleaned up the penalties a little bit, which is a good sign. Um, I really like the direction where this Laker team is going right now. I really do. Um, very curious to see where they're at going forward. I mean, really, really curious to see. Um, let's go to Oxford now. Uh, actually, no, I'll go Clarkson first. Clarkson first. Um, <clears throat> when I look at the Wolves, um, sitting at one and one, the way they lost to Davison. Their run defense was really exposed in that game. I mean, and then in the A&T game, their pass defense was exposed in that game. To me, with Clarkson, the problem for them has been as, on the defensive side of the ball. That is their biggest problem. Um, and it showed against Davison, and it showed last week against A&T. If they don't shore up that defense, it's going to be a long year for them. Yes, what helps, you got Mike Hale, my kind of quarterback, you have Ethan Clark at running back. You have Cole Jar. You have um, you have Cole Jarvis at um, wide receiver. Yeah, I mean like Logan Clark at wide receiver. Um, I think when you look at when you look at Clarkson, their biggest problem. If you're Coach Justin Pinter, the biggest problem is your defense side of the ball. Um, I just don't know how to describe this because. You needed a pick to say you needed an interception on the final play of the game just to save um winning that game. And then that schedule is gonna get tougher. I mean, he's still you got Adams this week, got West Bloop in the the next week. So very difficult situation. If if Clarkson didn't get that game, you're looking at possibly on four. And, you know, when you look at the Wolves, I mean, like, that is a very difficult process, especially when you have a lineman like Cole Dillinger up front. Um you look at obviously you have Ethan Clark at running back. You have um, you have Mike Hine at quarterback. Um, so for them to get that game against A and T, that was a big deal, big big deal for them. So that's my take on Clarkson. They've got to shore up the defense. Um, so we'll see what happens there going forward. There, um, Oxford. Um, when you look at the Wildcats, um, emotional win for them against Groves. They found a running back. I mean, they got three very good running backs. Um. You know, they found their quarterback in Dominic Cassisi. Um, Cassisi, I've known the arm potential he's had ever since, you know, he's played basketball. So when I look at Oxford, you know, they got a three-headed monster at running back. Logan Johnson's probably the more physical of the backs. Cam Jarrett's a solid player. Um, you know, you got um, they got others as well. I mean, you know, and when I look at when I look at Oxford defensively, they're not bad. I mean, they are not a bad team defensively. They work hard. They'll grind you out. They love low-scoring games. Uh, if you're Coach Jack Line, you got to love low-scoring games. Um, that defense matters. They got a player in Jay Katie who can not only play soccer, you know, he also is your kicker, and he plays in your secondary. So when you look at it here with A&T, um, I think with them, I think A&T is going to be just fine. I think Oxford's going to be just fine. They got a big one Lake Orion this week, Lumen. 
And I think it's going to be a good, good test for them. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then there's Lake Orion. They found a quarterback. They found a quarterback in Tristan Hill. He had a big game against Oak Park. Um, against Utica Eisenhower, Lake Orion really, really struggled. I mean, like, I mean, like, two plays were the determining of that game. I mean, they threw, they had a fumble on the on the six yard line of Utica Eisenhower. Ike went down and scored. Then next play later, it was pick six for a touchdown. That was your ball game. Then last week against Oak Park, Lake Orion was more disciplined, controlled. Um, you know, they ended up winning that game 45-15. So, you know, Lake Orion, they got weapons. They got playmakers. I mean, as long as they keep their discipline down, their penalties down, I am still very concerned about that pass defense. You know, that pass defense is a concern for me. That's something to really watch for if you're the Dragons. Really am. Really, really am. Okay, now, um, those are my takes on everybody around the league right now. Um, let's go to my week three projections. Um, we look, we're going to go from, we're going to look at our first game. This is going to be um, Pontiac at Berkeley. Um, Berkeley's had Pontiac's number the last few years, um, but this is not your vintage Berkeley team as is in years past. I mean, the, the points allowed is mind-boggling for me. The 89 points, that is, that's, that's just mind-boggling. Because, actually, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the 89 points, that's mind-boggling. Because that can't happen. I've been really disappointed with Berkeley the last two weeks. Really, really disappointed. With the way that they've been playing, the way that they've been, um, the way that they've been. Now, Pontiac, you know, I was very disappointed with them against, um, against them, Utica, uh, uh, uh against Mount Clements last week. Um, I knew it would be tough for Madison Ice Bishop Foley. Um, it was going to be difficult. But at the end of the day here, um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Pontiac over, um, no, actually, I'm going to take Berkeley. Actually, I'm going to take Berkeley um, over Pontiac. Um, I, you know, I thought about this game. I thought about, could Pontiac go and upset Berkeley? I think it's going to be close, but if Pontiac can find themselves, no, I think if Berkeley can find themselves um, <laughs> and right the ship, I think they can do that. I think they can right the ship if they can do it. Um, but they got to turn things around quickly. Um, that game is at Hurley Field, so you know that that'll be really interesting there. Um, Ferndale and Royal Oak. Um, last year, Royal Oak went to Ferndale. Um, beat them 35-28. Good game for them. Um, big win for them at the time. It was one of their only, I think that was their only win of the year last year. Um, when I look at this matchup here, yes, the records say something. Both teams are 0-2 coming in, but you got to look at the teams as they played. Royal Oak, they played Farmington and they played Holly. Both those teams are solid teams. But I was really disappointed that they were outscored. Um, they were outscored 93 to nothing in those last two games. That can't happen. And then you look at on the flip side with Ferndale. They had a tough loss in Macomb Lance Cruz North. No, Macomb Lance Cruz. And then they had a tough loss to um, Grand Rapids West Catholic. And Grand Rapids West Catholic is a very good team. They're one of the ranked, they're one of the top teams in the state right now. 
So when I look at when I look at it here, describing them, um, it was a shock. It was a it was a stunning result. I mean, like you know, yes, they got blown off forty three nothing. But when I look at this game here on paper, everything looks to me that Ferndale should get the revenge on Royal Oak in this game. And I think they're going to get the revenge on this game in Royal Oak. I, I just think they're going to get the revenge on the Ravens in this game. Um, now, yes, Royal Oak's got experience. Yes, you got, you got Hudson Seidel quarterback. Makai Jenkins at running back. Got a very good line. Um, but when you look at this game here, there's a lot of motivation for Ferndale. There is. So that's something to really, really watch for in this game. So that's something to really watch for. Um, then you have um, Seaholm at Avondale. I don't know, Avondale at Seaholm. This is an interesting game in the fourth. Um, Seaholm, we know they're riding high. Coming off a big win against um, against UD Jesuit. That is a big time deal right there. Um, I think it's going to be a good game between Avondale and Seaholm. I think it's going to be a close game. Both teams have athletes. Curious what the quarterback battle is going to be between um, Herzog and um, Kinney is going to be. The coaching match is interesting between Coach Corey Bell and um, Coach Jim Dewald. Um, I'm going to take Seaholm in this one. Being at home, going to be tight. I think it's going to be close in the score indicates. Um, Seaholm's rolling right now with confidence. So that's something to really, really watch for um, coming into that matchup, coming in the game. I, I think it's going to be a really... Really interesting game right there. I think it will be. Um, you got you got um North Farmington and Troy. It's be at North Farmington. Well, this is the game for me to see if Troy's for real or not. Um, are they for real? That is the question. Um, you know, or is the fact that Troy is playing a not a strong non-conference? You know, the fact that yes, they're two and zero. But North Farmington, let's not forget, they're 0-2, but they played some good opponents. I mean, last week they played Caledonia. Caledonia is one of the top-ranked teams in the state. Yes, North Farmington has not had Ryan Shelby. That's been a big deal for them. Um, you know what? I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. I'm going to take the Raiders because I think North Farmington, um, with the way the Raiders are, um... I, I just think with North Farmington, um, I, I think that they're going to beat, I think they're going to give Troy problems. I, I think they're going to give Troy problems. Um, I think they're going to give, um, they're going to definitely, I mean, like, I, I don't know if I trust Troy's line up front in this game against North Farmington. I think North Farmington's played a much tougher schedule. So that's something I would do. I, I would take North Farmington right now and give Troy the first loss of the year. I think, don't be surprised that happens over there at um, Ron Holland Field this week. Um, then there is um, then there is um, Farmington at Troy Athens. This is the most interesting game on the on the docket for me because these are two teams. Troy Athens two and zero. North Farm. I mean, sorry, Farmington's one and one. Um, you look at this matchup, and there's a ton of Dominic Pesh is going to be probably going to be the toughest quarterback that Troy Athens sees all season long. And this is going to be a test for the Red Hawks defense to see if they've improved or not. 
to see if they're for real or not. That is the big question. Troy Athens, they're riding high right now. They are playing with loose. They're playing with confidence. They're playing really good football right now. They are playing really, really good football right now. So when I look at this game here on paper, yes, Troy Athens is favored. They should be for good reason. But for some reason, I don't know. I think Dominic Pesch is going to have a game here, a big game here. So I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to take the upset. <laughs> so give me the Falcons going into Troy, upsetting Troy Athens. Um, if not, I mean, it's going to be close. So it'll be a really good game. I think it's going to be a really, really tight game between those two teams. Okay, now let's go from the blue slash gold, blue, blue gold, and then we're going to go to the white here. Um... Groves in Oak Park to be played at Oak Park. Uh, you know, when I look at this game here and I saw both teams play, um, Groves found a running game. They found a running game against Oxford last week. Um, I think it's going to be a good one. I, I think it's going to be tight. Um, Oak Park, they got Darnell Boone at running back. Got athletes, obviously. Um, I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to take Oak Park. Because of, you know, for them being at home, 6 o'clock kickoff. Um, you know, I know Groves has, they played in some tough circumstances. They played at Oxford last week. Um, I, I think Groves, I think, I think, I think Groves has a shot here. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to take Oak Park here. I, I think the Knights, they're, they're going to play real hard for Coach Carter. It's going to be a tough game. But I think it's going to be a really interesting one to see how that game goes. So I'm going to take the Knights here at home um, pretty convincingly. Um, Bloomfield Hills and Rochester. Be at Bloomfield Hills. This is going to be interesting because you look at both these teams are 0-2 off the rough starts. Um, when I look at Rochester on paper, they got a lot more experience than Bloomfield Hills is. But I, I'm looking at the quarterback battle between Alex Bueno and C.J. Jackson. That is the matchup I am looking forward to. And I think that's going to be, that matchup is going to live up to the hype. Um, I think, I really think Rochester's got a great chance to win this game. I really think they got a shot here. If they can find out where they're at, um, I'm going to take... I'm going to take the Falcons because I trust their defense. I don't trust Bloomfield Hills right now. I can't trust them right now. They're struggling right now. So I'm going to take Rochester in this game. Um, it'll be a tight game, though, I think, with Bloomfield Hills. I think it's going to be a tight one, though. So we'll see what happens there. Then there's A&T and Harper Woods. This will be played at A&T this week. Um, when I look at this one here, I expect A&T will score probably high 50s. Harper Woods, I could see them scoring in the maybe high 50s as well. I think this is a close game. I don't trust A&T defensively. You know, I talked to my co-host Ian Locke beforehand, um, you know, about A&T defensively. And th this is beyond indescribable what their defense is. And I know it's not fair to Isaiah Marshall with the fact that he had to put up those gaudy numbers 
And then you have a defense that has really been struggling. So I'm going to take A&T in this game. Um, close. Really close over Harper Woods. Uh, but don't be surprised if Harper Woods does win this, if they win this game. Don't be surprised. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and then to the red here, we got West Bluefield at Stony Creek's Dutton Farms game. Um, Stony Creek's weren't going to be wearing special uniforms. Honoring the folks at Dutton Farms. Um, this is going to be a very interesting matchup. Because is Stony Creek for real or not? That's that's going to be how we describe Stony Creek. People said, when I did the rankings, I had them at 9. There was a reason why I kept them at 9. Because, you know, when you look at, you know, are they for real or not? That's the big question. Now you're bringing a West Bloomfield team who is really good. Really talented. Really disciplined. That's the key's words, discipline. You have Raekwon Nance. You have... um. You have Kenny Jones. You have Samaj Morgan. I mean, you obviously you're very strong up front. Ben Davis Swan. You have Amir Herring. I mean, that's how you describe it. West Bloomfield is loaded with proven players everywhere. But yet, Stony Creek has something that they can play on West Bloomfield, which is time possession, slow it down football. I mean, I go back to 2019 when Stony Creek took on Lake Warren in the playoffs. They held Lake Orion only 14 plays. That's unheard of. That might be that might be the scheme against West Bluebell. Who I don't know. We will see. Do I think West Bluebell is going to win this game? Yes, I do think they're going to win. But if it's if it's a low score, don't be surprised if it's a low scoring game. Don't be surprised because I think Stony Creek's going to play time possession football to keep the Lakers' defense on the field and keep that vaunted offense off the field. That's something to really watch for. Then you had the Ballet Sports Detroit game, which is Clarkson at Rochester Adams. You know, when you look at this game here, I'm not sure if it is a good idea to have the Ballet Sports game of the week. I'm not sure. Because, you know, when you look at it here, yes, you had Groves in Oxford last week. You know, Obviously, but, you know, if you're like the opponents of of them, you can use that game, you can use that film, and use it for a scouting report. And the fact they run reruns of that, you know, that could be a concern. So, but back to this game, can the, the tight end matchup is interesting between Brody Cozen and, um, and um, Brady Prescorn. That is going to be very interesting. That's interesting number one right there. Um, for Clarkston, can Ethan Clark run against this Adams defense? I think he will be. I think he'll have a big game against Adams. Um, on the on the flip side, you got Parker Pico at quarterback. You know, you have um, can they sustain? Can Adams sustain? That's the big question. Um, if it comes down to a depth game, I gotta take Clarkston. But if it comes down to an experience, proven experience game, I have to take Rochester Adams. I'm going to take Adams in this game for a couple reasons. I think I don't trust Clarkson's defense in this one. I don't trust, um, you know, I think, I think, I think Clarkson's going to get their points in this game. But it comes down to trust. And right now I can trust Adams 
despite the fact they don't have a lot of depth, going against a Clarkson team that is, you know, you know, that looked very shaky against Davison and didn't look good defensively against AT. So that's something to really watch for. Something to really watch for. So that's my take there. And then the and then the last game of the week around the OA, you got Lake Orion at Oxford. This is going to be interesting. Because last year, Oxford beat Lake Orion 51-27. 51 points was the most ever Lake Orion has given up in a four-quarter game in school history. That, I know, has got to be stewing around Coach Chris Bell and the Dragons. That has got to be there. When I look at the keys to this game, I think Chris Bell is a key because he didn't coach in that game last year. And the fact he's the head coach and offensive coordinator, that's, that's a big difference. That is a huge difference. The quarterback match is interesting between Tristan Hill and, and Dominic Cassisi. That's going to be interesting as well. I think this is going to be a nip and tuck game. It's going to be, always is, it's a physical war between these two teams. Oxford's gotten the best of Lake Orion at Lake Orion the last two years. But the game's at Oxford. Lake Orion's had Oxford's number on the blue turf. And I expect that to continue this week. I like Lake Orion this one. Too much experience, especially on the opposite side of the ball. I think it's going to be, I think if Lake Orion can make it a high-scoring game, I don't know if Oxford can come back from that. So, we'll see what happens. Um, but I really think Lake Orion's got a great chance to win that game. And I think they're going to take, I think they're going to get the whole trophy back to Lake Orion. So that's something to really watch for heading into the week. Um, my final thoughts the week, obviously, um, we'll see what happens. Um, of course, um, you know, football season's fully intact. So we'll see what happens going forward. All right, now everybody, I'm going to sign off here. I will um, see you all next week, everybody. Um, take care. God bless. And I will see you all next week. See you. See you. And um. Good luck to everybody this week on the gridiron this week and also on the other, um, and also in school as well. So take care. God bless. And see you all next week. See you later.